And hello again, everybody. Welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. My name is Mike Cisneros, and joining me, as always, from coming to you via the magic of technology uh, from the gnarly not, known not tavern. Not as much as always. <laughs> <laughs> from from the gnarly known ta- gnome tavern deep in the bowels of the earth, it is once again the gnarly gnome, the man who is synonymous from anonymous, and you can kind of see where he's from uh, <laughs> on this picture. <laughs> Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much. It uh, It's going to be an experiment for us as much as it is for anybody listening to try to kind of figure out our pacing and how to uh, answer questions with each other on this. There's a slight delay between the two of us. This is the this Google is the Google Hangouts uh, feature uh, being used on Google and uh, through some some kind of uh, technical expertise that between the two of us, I think, is enough for one person. <laughs> we we've got. You should, you should see my setup here. It's like I'm in the bat cave. <laughs> well, I mean, all these uh, screens all around. I, me too, man. And 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 part of the reason for that too is that uh, unfortunately today, uh, the Queen of Cincinnati Craft Beer Commentary, Tina Cisneros, uh, was unable at the last minute uh, to join our program, uh, and uh, she had some emergency. Uh, at her apartment, I think she needed to go home and take care of that because the landlord was going to show it or something like that. Uh, so uh, we will definitely be uh, joined by Tina again next week. And uh, Gnome, uh, it's been a very, very busy week uh, in Cincinnati craft beer, as it always is. Uh, but first, while we're not going to really have our traditional sort of thing, we are still going to reach in and <clears throat> find out what we can find. From the beer fridge. And from the beer fridge this week is really just a couple of beers uh, that we're going to drink casually uh, while we uh, sit and discuss. But uh, let's talk about, uh, Noam, what you've got first. Well, I got a hold of a bottle of um, the new Rheingeist B-side from this year from Record Store Day. um, IPA, 6.8%, 65 IBUs. I'm dying to try it. It's been teasing me all weekend so all right I, like i said I'm, I'm dying to dig into it so. and uh what'd you bring while you open this what, what what i have is uh it's been it's been waiting uh, in my um, it's been waiting in my uh, refrigerator for the last about three four weeks uh it is the yesterday's headlines uh, from braxton their uh, limited edition uh first anniversary beer the kiwi berliner weiss i've been dying to try it myself uh and we haven't drank it really on the show yet because uh tina uh, we know for sure that angie has an allergy to kiwi and tina is unsure she says she's never had kiwi before in her life so she's unsure as to whether she has any sort of allergy allergy to it so she is she's been Comp, uh, apprehensive rather about trying this beer it says uh on the bottle of course one year limited anniversary edition special reserve kiwi berliner weiss crafted for celebration and let me tell you this is a container for celebration too this is enough for two or three people <laughs> no so i promise you that it's enough for one person once you start drinking it it goes down really fast well i don't know if i'm going to be able to do that we stopped over at braxton and we stopped over at Braxton for the uh, the Kentucky home, the um, their uh, mint julep. Oh yes, release, yes, yes. Um, on Friday, and they still had the raspberry yesterday's headlines on tap, and it goes down just as easy and is just as fantastic. Well, here goes. Um, this is a, um, a swing top pop bottle, so hopefully, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, there's a little. Okay, there's a little. Oh, man, that kiwi uh, sort of uh, aroma just really comes out of it, doesn't it? I mean, uh, while you're doing... opening it, make sure you hold the bottle up to Periscope because on the one side of it, there is a headline that says Braxton Brewing, building a community one hop at a time. That is an article by the very gnarly gnome that you're speaking to. The, the, so the very same? I, uh, the very same. I, I, I'm in love with that bottle just for that reason. <laughs> let's see. Right there. Over to other, hold it to the other right camera. Hold right it to there. Periscope. <laughs> there it is. There we go. There we go. Our, our gnome, world famous, and, and forever. And that's, you know what, that's, that's quite an honor. Uh, uh, to you there, Gnome. So you were one of the, I, obviously one of the first people that was on the story, as you are a lot of the Cincinnati Brewing stories. Well, I, you know, I oh don't my. do what I do for any kind of accolades or anything like that, but it, it does feel good to see it on there and to, um, to know that people are reading the stuff that I write. So while you're pouring yours, I'll, I'll read what I've got on the bottle here of this B-side. Um, it says... Flip it to the B-side IPA, Australian Vic Secret and Ella Hops, marry with Idaho 7 to deliver a, oh, this word's going to kill me here, cacophony? What is that word? Uh, that means a uh, big sound, a big noisy sound. Pine, of pine, resin, tropical fruit, grapefruit, <laughs> and star anise, out to the aromatic middle of whoop whoop, pop the cap, <laughs> set the spin, and... what? Beatbox your grin to these fair dinkum beats of banana benders. Now let me ask so, you. Now, now let me ask you this: How the hell of a description? What you know? What we need to do? We need to find all the people at the various Cincinnati breweries: Mad Tree, Ryan Geist. Uh, well, we kind of know who does does the stuff with Braxton and that, but who writes this shit? <laughs> you know, what? I think hell? it's a whole team of people. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to find out who writes well, this shit. Um, in my censoring um, glass, from it, I think they're dead on. Uh, my censoring glass from Braxton. There it is, looking pale and wonderful. Well, you you taste yours first and give your description here for us. Just light easy um definitely uh, definitely kiwi along with some of the uh a little bit more citrusy uh, you know li uh, lime and lemon but certainly the kiwi comes through uh if you've ever had kiwi it's kind of a melony taste and uh i've, un I've understood in the past that it's hard to get melony flavors into beers but they've uh, they've done a fine job with this one and and you you're right gnome uh by the pool should have saved this for the first 90 degree day it's 80 today but but should have saved it for the first 90 degree day uh did they have any of this left in the bottles or is this you know kind of one of the last they had they had a couple bottles left the other day when i was there i, I can't speak for what it's like today um but you know definitely they had some um, I want to say less than a, than a couple cases, though. There were not very many left. Well, I really like I, it. I just hope they keep brewing it. <laughs> it's just so, so it's just so light and fresh tasting. And um, are you aware of the ABV on it at all? It can't be very much. 
it's four percent, four percent on the bottle, four percent. Yeah, so I, I probably will end up drinking this whole bottle during the show. <laughs> I got to work later, but I think I can handle uh, <laughs> some four uh, percent deliciousness like this. Tell us about the uh, B side. B side is that? B side, yes. A side was last year. This year's B side. I have no idea what they're going to do next year, but um, it's you know big grapefruit Ooh, tropical sorry aroma. About that. Mm. You know, people give Ryan Geist a little bit of shit because they seem to release a lot of IPAs, a lot of pale ales, but man, they do it good. Yeah. You yeah. know, this is, this is real, real fruity, almost, um, it's lighter than I was expecting. I mean, I guess it's six, six point five. what did I say? It was 6.5, 6.8, something like that. It, um, it, it sits right in that sweet spot of just a hair above sessionable, but um dangerous because it goes down really easy um, (laughs) as most of their as most of their beers do again uh and 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 reingeist uh rightly celebrated for for turning out some of the best uh india pale ales doubles pale ales uh in 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 the city and rightfully so they've been doing it very well they've been doing it for a long time and and uh, again from what gnome says b-side is yet another example of that well, it doesn't have that bitter bite that a lot uh-huh. of IPAs sometimes have just because they can. Right. Um, it's it's real smooth and real fruity and real real soft and easy drinking almost. And I don't I'm not as familiar with some of those hops that you know the Vic Secret and the Ella hops and stuff like that as that might be the Galaxies and the Citras and things like that. Um, so I don't know if that's a characteristic of those hops, but this is really good. Okay, that's uh, what we are enjoying today as we do the show. From the beer fridge. And today's program we're going to call Issues and Answers. We've got a lot of different issues that have come up over the week. Kind of a, it, It's also going to be kind of a giant this week in beer because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that's been happening. Uh, we've got different things from Urban Artifact, Rivertown, Mad Tree, 50 West. Uh, some stuff uh, having to do with the... Um, the uh, Facebook uh, groups happen to both tobacco and alcohol, but we're going to discuss it uh, as it pertains to craft beer. Uh, a new Ohio bill to raise the ABV of beers to 15%, and a lot more. Gnarly Gnome turned me on to that story, and we will talk about all of that when we continue here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, 
or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brew House Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brew House Dog Bones. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. And we're Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Along Company. Along with from Covington, the Kentucky, Gnarly Gnome Tavern. Deep in Northside. Below the bowels of the earth. Bellevue, Kentucky. The man Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. I said it was going to be. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. No, it's all right. It's a logical question. No! That is out of the question! Pretty random question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. I'll raise a practical question at this point. No questions. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. Fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. I unfortunately was unable to attend. I don't know if, if you got to go down there, uh, but from all accounts uh, on the on the uh, on the various beer groups around uh, Cincinnati, it was an outstanding event. Yeah, I didn't get to make it down, but um, definitely I have not heard anything but good stuff about what their event uh, their event was. I mean. Um, we talked a little bit about it before the event actually happened, um, but it, it's killing me that I didn't get down there to try that that Solera that they released, Ugh. which I think that the comment I heard was the best beer I've tried in 2016, something like that. Wow. Um, live music all day, you know, just the way an anniversary party should be um, crowded, the... but not too crowded. Uh, one of one of the uh, users on uh, the the Greater Cincinnati Craft Beer Society uh, group that um, uh, a lot of us follow, um, they, they they said it was it was there was plenty busy, but it wasn't crowded. It wasn't uh, impossible to get beers, and they had they had a good supply of the Solera. They had a good supply of the Stein beer, which uh, we were somewhat concerned that they might they might would run out of that quickly because uh, they reserved that what for the first two hours for their. Um, for their Stein Club members and for uh, right. their supporters, their their monetary supporters and so forth. So, um, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I, nobody else can see this. I'm trying to, to to let everybody in behind the curtain. I cannot hear when we're running commercials and things like that. So I'm rushing around like off mic, trying to find some cables to make this work so I can run from Periscope into my headphones. But just keep on. <laughs> Just keep talking. Uh, Just keep talking. Uh, I'm, I'm on mic. I can keep talking too. Uh, but but it doesn't surprise me. We know Brett uh, very well. Uh, we consider him a friend. Of, I consider him a friend of, of mine, and we consider him a, certainly a friend of the show, along with Scotty uh, Hunter and Scott Hand and Dominic Marino and Josh Elliott and all the guys down there. And it's no surprise whatsoever that they would put on an absolutely first-class event with first-class music. Uh 
and and just just guys that are that are brewing some of the uh, really some of the boldest beer in the city. I you know I put out a, a congratulations over the uh, on the uh, on the uh, Facebook and Twitter page over the weekend, and I called it the boldest. I guess the boldest experiment thus far in uh, Cincinnati craft brewing because they're doing a lot of stuff that's offbeat. They're doing a lot of stuff that people haven't really tried before. They're introducing a lot of new beer styles and a lot of new techniques and a lot of, and a lot of just new, just new, new newness uh, that they're, that they're putting putting out over there. And so far they seem to be hitting it right on the nose every time. And, 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 and when you, and when you're, of course, a lot of people are able to go there and meet Brad and meet Scotty and those guys. And, and when they do, they realize just what quality people they are and that those guys deserve the success because they're really, they're really super guys. They're weird in the best way possible. It's the way I keep wording <laughs> it to people is that they just, you know, they, they're doing things because it's the way they want to do things. It's not necessarily the quote-unquote right way to do it. It's the way they want to do it, and it's turning out absolutely perfect. So, it, you know, I, I can't say enough good about Urban Artifact. They certainly aren't concerned about, how do I put it? They certainly aren't concerned about really catering to the standard craft beer consumers taste i mean they want to get you into the church they want to bring you in they've got some things like like the fin and uh like the maze and 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 the the a couple of their ipas is sort of entry level and then they kind of invite you in and in any hand you know they'll hand you this try this try otso try chariot try right. uh you know um the the the, the key uh, what was the key um the key lime one the original their key first punch. yeah the key punch and they just can't keep handing you those and you might go oh, i don't know about this one but then you might go oh man that's really fantastic because i wasn't a big fan of the key punch but that chariot's probably i think we talked about it on on a show uh, when, when i visited the tavern down there that i thought it was probably one of the top 10 or 15 beers that were released in 2015 in cincinnati i i you know the thing that that really gets me excited about them too is that they haven't even started doing some of their traditional sours, some of that, that barrel aged stuff really and the stuff that we're going to get in bottles. We haven't even seen that yet. Like we haven't seen the really funky side of what urban artifact is going to do. And that's, that gets me really excited to think about what the possibility is for the next year. Um, and it's crazy to think that they've only been doing this for a year, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to those guys and, uh, certainly, uh, uh, more than another year of success. And if they keep doing things the way that they're doing, I really think, uh, that they will continue to have, uh, terrific success. And, uh, if you haven't been down there, uh, to Northside to see those guys, uh, you definitely have to stop down there. It's a unique space. It's a unique experience. Very knowledgeable people down there. And, uh, like I said, you, You'll probably get a chance to talk to Brett, and um, he'll talk to you all day about beer. So uh, that's 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 that one. Now uh, we'll move on to uh, kind of a next topic here, uh, and that <laughs> you you sound like you you sound like you're doing dishes or something there. I don't know what. The <laughs> 
Periscope is telling me that your mic is a little low, and I'm trying to hear if I can see what your mic's at compared to where mine is. I can't hear anything. This this not being in the studio is really tough. <laughs> my my mic is is a little low. You mean I'm not talking loud enough? Is That's, that the... Uh, the Periscope just said that your mic was a little low. Well, how's that? See, that's the great thing about Periscope, too. We we got a bunch of amateur audio engineers out there just waiting to tell us when we have problems and when we don't. All right. Well, we must press on. It was Chef um, Tony. We can trust him. Yes. Uh, we must We must press on. Um, you sent me something, Rivertown Brett t-shirt contest label stuff what okay. and now look you just right. now look now let me let me preface now sort of this on, you put me on the spot well let me just pre, let me just put this let me just preface this uh, uh, well go ahead you say what you're going to say and then i'll and then i'll maybe chime in if if i okay so there let me see if i can i gotta think of a way that i can i can put this the most politically correct way i can so there's been a bit of a hubbub about this Brett t-shirt contest label from Rivertown. Um, once when the label was announced, and then again when the beer was just released. People are saying that the label is a little bit sexist because it you know, is showing a wet t-shirt contest. Uh, obviously, yes. And, yeah. um, whether or not that's true is definitely up to debate. And I guess that's the bigger issue to me is that is this sexist? Is there sexism in Cincinnati beer? Is this something we need to be concerned about? Is it something that we as drinkers need to, to, to put our foot down on? Is it something that is this label, specifically this label, I guess, since that's what we're talking about, is it even a big deal at all? Uh, and then uh, just on the on the back end of that, uh, about the same time, I think about the same time or maybe even a little bit after, I first saw some of the stuff about the Rivertown label. Uh, Three Floyds came out with its one of its seasonal beers, Behemoth, and the label had a large um, woman uh, with, with Miss Behemoth, and, and and some people that struck some people the wrong way. And what I thought was really interesting, and what what's interesting about both the Rivertown label and the Three Floyds label is they're actually quite large departures from what their normal beer both of the, both of the labels on those beers are you, right. you know Rivertown has a very clean look uh very you know very um um uh, I don't know gosh Helvetica almost you know just a real clean Rivertown different colors denote the different beers and so forth and so on so for them to do kind of a cartoon label was I think very is in and of itself very surprising Secondly, the same and, with – go ahead. Sorry. Rivertown, what they've kind of said um, in, in, in the things that they've said about it was that this is part of their Liquid Ingenuity series, which is designed to be created by a brewer or someone within the team. And they have complete control from the recipe to the packaging to, to all that. It, this is their vision, so it's not supposed to match the rest of the branding. Okay. And um, that's fair. I enough. wish we could get an official comment from them, but we cannot. So um, we're kind of left to. And just to kind of continue, I thought process. I thought the Three Floyds label uh, was 
a huge departure over what they usually do because I, I mean, some of their some of the labels on some of their beers are flat out scary. <laughs> I mean, they've got the goth kind of the death metal kind of right. the you know the Viking, uh, the Viking funeral sort of you know Teutonic look uh, on a lot of you know on a lot of their labels. So I thought them doing a I mean I thought if they were going to do a beer with a behemoth um, female on it you know, it would be Brunhilde. It would be somebody that would be like a, the Viking, you know, goddess of goddess of war or whatever. And, 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 you know, be something from, from like, from like the Valkyrie or something like that. Right. And going back to the river town, I think, I think it'll make sense once they have two locations also where you can run this liquid ingenuity stuff out of the current barrel house. And that'll be more experimental stuff. And their their normal core brands and their seasonals and that stuff will be coming out of Monroe, and it it, it might make a little more sense then. Um, can we the, the almost separate kind of brand? But. Can can we talk a little bit about your conversation you had over the weekend, or do we want to do? Can we not no, we discuss can't. that? All right, we all right, we, we'll pass on that. All right, next we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah, absolutely, that's fine. I just uh, next topic. Um, um lots of pictures, can, huh? The Ohio ABV. Uh, do you, do you, you want to back up? You or? want to talk ABV? Um, we can talk ABV. Um, uh, I, uh, you kind of floored me with that, uh, but let me. <laughs> well, I, it, well, it caught me this morning off guard. Yeah, but let me. Um, uh, let me just uh, write, let things. me just write two things down, or let me just uh, l- mention two things to you that that I kind of wrote down in relation to it, and then you can tell me what you know. Um, is Obviously, it's some sort of a compromise, but but secondly, and probably more some importantly, sort of will uh, will Miller Coors and Anheuser Busch and that continue to block something like this? Yeah, it. I, I and I, I wish I had had more time to sit there and dig into this and really read the actual article, read the read the actual bill. Um, but it, there's a lot of weird stuff in here about samples and things like that too, which to me screams, you know, when um, brew dogs and places like that are starting to pop up in Ohio, how they're going to be able to make beer that they aren't allowed to sell here and how it's still going to be beneficial Ohio. And um, it's odd. It doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't seem as much like a compromise as it does some kind of weird political um. I mean, obviously, obviously, the idea is is that allowing three more percent on the limit and keeping a limit in place is maybe more palatable to some groups and maybe more palatable to the big brewers uh, than having an unlimited amount or up to 21% or whatever that, whatever the, that figure was that they were, you know, that they were talking before. Right. But this, this decision isn't supposed to be about making, you know, the big brewers happy. It's, it was supposed to be in the end about logic and, and about, um, are people going to be confused by high, high alcohol beers? Well, 3% is not, I, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around why, this was the number that they came up with that people are going to be okay with. They have to put a sign up in the, the, the establishments that sell it, that tell people these beers are high alcohol. Be careful, you know, like for 3%. It just, it's, it, the whole thing is, is weird, but 
it's government, I guess. It's supposed to well, be. Well, and, 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 and again, you know, sadly, but truly, you know, someone is going to make, is going to make some sort of appeasement approach to the mega brewers. I mean, both, both AB and, uh, and Miller Coors have, uh, interests in the state. AB of course in, uh, in, in, in Columbus, Trenton here, uh, for Miller Coors. And, and for that matter, Sam Adams, a, a big brewer. Now they have, you know, their, their big operation here in Cincinnati, uh, and, and a couple of the other ones. So, um, I think it's just an idea from somebody that says, well, if we keep a limit, but we, but we raise it, maybe then we'll get some of those, some of the little bit bigger, you know, like KBS comes in usually at four, you know, the, the non-Ohio KBS usually comes in at what, like 14.2 and some of the bigger, some of the bigger, uh, bourbon counties come in, you know, at, at, you know, at, at, at 14, right around 14 or 15. So I'm just wondering maybe that's the only thing I can think of where it really is something that, you know, that they just want to get an increased limit. And then the whole thing, when people have talked about this, I heard some people talking about it the other day somewhere, uh, is the whole thing uh, with brew dogs. And is, is that something that they said, well, look, we need, you know, we need to be able to brew beers that are at least, you know, that go right up to that 15% uh, limit. And anything above that, we don't necessarily need. We've heard we've heard from some of our brewers, so you know, some of our brewer friends that say they really doesn't not matter to them whether they raise the limit to infinity because they don't brew they don't brew for that they don't brew that way. But with with a place like Brew Dogs, though, I mean, and and that's what was confusing about that. I don't know which which article is you article or articles you've read. The one I read had an interview with Hoppin' Frog in it or a, a couple quotes from the guy from Hop and Frog. And um, his quote was that, you know, he can't currently brew beer that's over 12%, which the understanding I have is that in Ohio, you can brew it. You just can't sell it in Ohio. That's always been my understanding with Ohio law, um, which to me then, you know, with, with brew dogs coming in, they could still make whatever they wanted to. They just had to go somewhere else to sell it, you know, be it, any other state in the well, United States. So, I mean, it um, doesn't, it, I, and you know, with the way, the way taproom culture is now, it doesn't make any sense to brew a beer that you're not going to be able to, you know, that you're not going to be able to sell in your taproom. I mean, that's the way I look at it. So it, it depends. You know, it, it, I don't think, I don't think the, the brew dogs facility is going to have the same taproom culture that a, a mad tree or a paradise brewing or somewhere like that has where it's, your drinkers are coming there and drinking your beer. Brew Dogs is going to be shipping this beer all across the country. It's it's brewed to travel. It's not brewed to be right. drank in their taproom necessarily. Right. I mean, it will be, but but it's not what it's for. You know? Right. I see. So I don't. It's. I, I I can't wait to dig into this this topic a little bit more and really figure out what's going on with it. And well, we'll get on it. It's we'll, interesting. Yeah, we'll get on it. We'll stay on it, and uh, we'll bring you as much as we can uh, on it uh, as the days. Uh, continue listen uh, we're going to take another short break we got lots of more uh issues and answers uh, coming up here on cincy brewcast the voice of cincy craft
Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the Uh-oh. pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com www.pastorescreencraft.com and uh, today on our show uh, issues and answers and again I would be uh, remiss if I did not mention that uh, Tina Cisneros was planning on being here and joining us and talking about all this fun stuff Uh, however she had something kind of an emergency come up at the last minute was not able to join us Uh, so we're sitting here uh, Noam and I just kicking back Uh, I'm drinking a uh, yesterday's headlines Kiwi Berliner Weiss uh, from Brass and brewing their first anniversary beer it is going down very deliciously and very smooth and known let them know what you're having oh this is the the ryan guys b-side the the record store day release from this year and it's also going down really smooth and, and, I, uh, <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry I, I wish i was i wish i was sitting out on the patio right now drinking it though with uh, with how nice it is outside yeah same here with this one you talked about this yesterday's headlines and said and, and i i commented that i thought the 750 milliliter bottle would be a little bit too much to handle but not at all and it is really really <laughs> well, it is it is really really good sorry i'm starting to hit the microphone with this stuff uh next topic here on cincy brewcast uh issues and answers we're going to get back into the cincinnati uh specific sort of uh thing and a lot of uh oh you know what and let me re- real quick before i uh, continue uh, i also wanted to mention uh a friend of cincy brewcasts uh he's been a guest on the show uh he is the uh one of uh, the owner of brew monkeys uh, 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 home brewing shop, Chris Nascimento. He's also uh, very active in the um, Cincy Beer Week stuff and also very active in the uh, Greater Cincinnati uh, Craft Beer Society uh, group. Uh, he took ill over the weekend, uh, ill enough to be uh, hospitalized, actually. And uh, so uh, said he would be out at some point over the weekend and would be kind of be back at it this week. But he is uh, re- uh, recovering from an illness, and we certainly like to wish Chris uh, all the best and uh, quick healing and so forth and get back into the get back into drinking a few beers very soon, Chris. So, uh, so let, me, uh, let me mention then uh, we talk about there's a lot of new – photos and a lot of new stuff coming out of of course mad tree and of course they had the uh, galaxy high release uh, this weekend both on tap and in cans in the tap room uh, again just like all of their other releases just just i guess craziness over there at mad tree it's, it just gets it gets crazier and crazier around town whenever somebody releases one of these beers and um i i stopped by jungle gyms today to pick up my four pack of my galaxy high and just standing at the tasting bar, um, you know, for however long it took me to drink a couple pints, um, the amount of people that were walking up there said, "Oh, do you have it on tap yet? Is it on tap yet?" And um, it, it's amazing how 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 big this has gotten here in town, and um, I, I I can't wait to see how what what's next from the the high series. You know, we um we got the Mochuika high right. um, not that long ago. And um, was it Mo- is it Mosaic High coming up next? Yeah, or, I do um, believe so. Yeah, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, and I can't reach my notes from here, and I'm not about to 
make more noise on this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, bottle releases around town have become such a big thing. And, um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on how anybody is doing their bottle releases, but I will offer props where props are due with, um, the way Braxton is doing theirs, where you can pre-order bottles online. Uh And I really, 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 really would like to see, um, more places go to a format like that where, um, people are able to get the bottles. So, you know, it, it brings the question of, of why are you doing this bottle release? You know? Well, well, let me ask you this and, and see what you think, see what your take is on it. Why do people go? And I, I don't know. I guess it's been a mad tree phenomenon because old firehouse just started canning their beers. They didn't really offer a old firehouse canned beer release at their facility. There's a few, a few of the other ones that have done it. Braxton didn't sell their canned beer that they had first at the tap room. So what is it about, what is it about Mad Tree? Is it just something that they kind of that they kind of started and it's become almost traditional to them? I mean, you could wait. You don't have it's, to go wait in line for these four pack cans of Galaxy High. They're going to be in your favorite store here, you know. In, <laughs> it's a, it's you know, I think it's a combination of a couple things with with something like with Galaxy or Citra High. It's they're they're really limited releases, you know, even. You know, at, at a huge beer store like Jungle Gems, there's a limited supply there. It's it's not going to last long. Um, if you, it, it also kind of plays into some of that community stuff where you want to come and hang out with some of the the other the people that you know from around this beer scene and, and hang out and drink some beers and, and and talk. You know, it's beer is still a very social beverage. So, and then you know, a place like Old Firehouse has only released their you know, their core beers right now, you haven't seen any seasonals or things like that. Who knows what they're going to do when those first, you know, we've already seen labels for, um, was it, uh, the, the raspberry, um, is it burning bush? I always get there. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. There's mixed up. We've seen a label for that. Um, and then Proby Porter. Um, I mean, those are going to see packaging and who knows what, that will entail it will entail some kind of release in the tap room or something like that but um it it, it just depends right. on on, right. on what the brewery wants sure. it to be yeah i mean and, and, you know and that makes sense those are all good answers um can't disagree with any of them another some other stuff that's come out if you follow um I don't know. I guess if you follow Mad Tree on Facebook, if you just like their 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 Mad Tree page, and if you if you happen to be friends with Kenny McNutt or some of the other guys from 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 Facebook, or 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 you follow some of the some of the uh, um, beer the uh, the beer groups or whatever, you've seen the. It's not actually an aerial photo, but for be- want of a better term, uh, it's an aerial photo uh, from, I guess, the top of one of the smokestacks or something there at the Rock 10 complex. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of shows a big overview of what, uh, which is the first picture of its kind that we've seen come out from them. Um, but... Uh, God, I mean, you don't you don't know it from you don't know it from driving by it there on on on, uh, on Madison Road, but that 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 place is massive. It is it's, unbelievably it's massive. I I can only imagine that feeling too of standing up on top of that smokestack and looking out on this new complex that you're. I mean, coming from you 
the the beer garden of Mattry <laughs> 2.0 is the size of what you know is the current Mattry. The the size is just it's it's it, it, it's almost unfathomable when you're when you're in that tap room to think about how big this new one is going to be. And um, when when Kenny tweeted out that picture of 2.0, I, I I tweeted him and said, yeah, but how does it feel? And his response was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> and that was probably the best description <laughs> ever. I can just you know. See those three guys, you know, huddled up on top of the smokestack looking out over this new empire that they've created. Empire, that's pretty good. Got to be surreal. That's a good word. Um, I'm going to, you know, because we're kind of doing issues and answers and it's kind of a, you know, sort of a something where we're just kind of express our own opinion or, you know, we've never had any inkling of it. We, we know, we know Kenny pretty, you know, we know Kenny pretty well. I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not like personal friends with Kenny, but we're Facebook friends and I know him to see him and we've had a few beers together. We've had him on the show two or three times now. Facebook official. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess you could say Facebook <laughs> official. And we've met, uh, uh, and we've met, uh, um, um, uh, of course we interviewed Jeff, Jeff and, and Brady and, and, and met Brady a couple of times. They don't seem like guys that would ever do it, but are they setting themselves up for a big, either, 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 I don't think they would ever want to sell to any of the big boys, but I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is though, are they going to be the next national, will we be seeing Mad Tree beers in the next five years in Los Angeles and Miami and Detroit, New York City, and you know, all, really all over the country. Are they looking? I know that they've they've talked about expanding with us, especially talked about expanding to Illinois, Indiana, all over Kentucky, all over Ohio, um, possibly West Virginia, maybe Pennsylvania. Are they? You know, what's your gut feeling on that? My gut feeling is, I think so. I think eventually, you'll be able to buy a psychopathy can of psychopathy in Los Angeles. I, I don't think that that's where they want to be or aligning themselves selves up to be. Um, you know, that being said in 10, 15 years as the growth that we know it is, is grown where else you, you have to keep growing as a business. That's always got to be the goal. I don't see any brewery that just hits a point and they say, all right, that's enough. We're, we're, we're done. We're just going to keep going at this. Right. Right. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, that being said, I don't think they're looking at that. I, I don't know. That's, it's a hard question. And, um, and, 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 you know, the, I mean, <laughs> the beautiful thing about it is you could line up a hundred brewers up against the wall. I mean, a hundred guys that know, that own the, the breweries or, you know, are, are, are major players in the breweries. You could line a hundred of those guys up, up against the wall and you could say, you could ask them any question. You could ask them what color shorts they got. <laughs> underneath their pants and they you know again and we've talked about this for something that's 
I don't want to say inconsequential because we're sitting here doing this right now, talking about it and people discuss it all the time and it's, it's, it's turned into a movement and a hobby and everything. But for something like brewing, brewers are so close to the vest and very, very reticent when it comes to answering questions. So if you asked any of those guys over at Mad Tree right now, well, what are your plans for the next five years? You know, they would be, you know, they'd be pretty, pretty tight lipped about it. Even if they had in at their the head what time, they wanted to do. At, at the same time, I don't think they know what they're going to do. You know, if you had asked them yeah, three true. years ago, because they're only three years that's old, true. What, where do you see you being in three years? They would have never had anything even close to this this Rock 10 expansion. It would have been, oh, we hoped them to, you know, to maybe hit 10,000 barrels or 15,000 barrels or whatever, you know, that, that goal was in five years. It just I don't think that anybody can predict how big this is going to get. Well, it, it keeps happening. I mean, every time I turn around, I we get you get we get you get the Facebook picture from Jake Rouse. Here comes more stuff coming into the you know, or from right. Evan Rouse, here comes more tanks coming into the building, you know. And then moving on wait a minute. I'm contractually obligated. To our next topic, and we'll stay local with this one. And again, new pictures, new exciting stuff, the little uh, uh, little uh, Facebook video or whatever from the guys from 50 West. We just talked to them about a month ago, and it it's it's moved really quite quickly compared to what you what you thought it was gonna be uh, next. The one the one middle of last week. Um, or middle of, of two weeks ago, you see him mounting the sign there where the Hahana Beach sign used to be, and you see the 50 West production works. And then right. this week, this past week, they issued, I can't remember if it was <laughs> tweeted or, or Facebook, a picture from inside. Apparently, a lot of the tanks already in place and really cool the way they've got it set up. They sort of have the tanks and then they have sort of the big screen TVs between the tanks. So a big place where you can watch a game. They had the reds on one NBA on the other one, you know, and, and just simply amazing. And then you mentioned to me uh, in the text uh, that we were doing for our show prep, that they've got a date. They have a date. Now what's interesting about this is that it's so different than a brewery opening that, you know, those tanks don't have to be fired up yet for them to open the space. They're there, they're installed. They're I assume that they'll be fired up here in the very near future, but um, they, they can be, you know, shipping beer across the street and putting it on tap. So it, that's what's so neat about this is that transition can be a little quicker and a little right. faster. It's more and, like, um, and it's again, it's not getting a new tank in the, in the back of the, the brewery versus a new opening. Right. And, and again, it's not like it was, it's, it was a, uh, facility that they had to put together from whole cloth. I mean, there was already a bar right. there. There was already facility. There was tables. You know, it was already an establish, and it, it was already an establishment. There was so that all they had to do is kind of go in, remodel, do a couple of different things, tear out some of the stuff that they had in the back, or t I guess tear out the other side of the. I think they had a huge bar in there, didn't they? No, I mean that kind of wrapped around like a U, like I think a U shaped, big, huge wrap around bar. They cut that in half, dropped those tanks in the back. Um, but yeah, and so the date is May sixth through the eighth. That weekend is the opening weekend, and and of course everything's starting to pop up. They got a new sign on the front of the 
out in front of the building. I noticed that when I passed by there the other day, the 50 West cycling, they just sent something out about the volleyball leagues uh, starting up again yeah. uh, and, and wanting people to sign up for that. So uh, the, you know, those guys that we just talked to a month ago, they're, they're, their world is moving uh, very, very fast as well. So, um, and it's pretty <laughs> and I, amazing. I tweeted, every, I tweeted out to everybody not to worry that as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to start pestering them about more packaging coming out. So <laughs> I, I assume that that's going to be on the, the very near horizon. But, um, you'll um, uh, well, when, when Definitely they here at the gnarlynim.com first. Right. And when they talked with us, uh, you know, about a month ago, they did talk about there was going to be packaging. It was going to be a big sort of opening, sort of a big thing with them. Uh, it was going to right. be done, done amazingly is what we were told. And, uh, but, but not really for distribution. It was just going to be available, uh, on site right. there at, at 50 West. So people could grab a six pack or whatever and, and take home, uh, take something home with them, uh, to, to enjoy, um, by the pool or whatever. So, um, listen, we're going to take another, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I was going to take another, a break, but if thing, you got uh, something, another real quick news bite that we saw on Twitter from, um, street side brewing. Um, last week we saw walls start going up and then they tweeted out, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, some, somewhere very recently, a picture of the front of the building is finally standing now. So they, um, they're well on their way of actually having a brewery building. We talked about, um, you know, ground up versus having something to kind of move into. Um, we know street side has been kind of facing a little bit of a, an uphill battle getting a building built. So, um, they're well on their way. And then, uh, again, almost kind of lost in, in, in the shuffle here real quick. Uh, while we're talking about the Cincinnati breweries, uh, Woodburn opening, uh, hosting a big flying pig party next weekend. So they've got to be very close to getting ready to open up. And then the, the plywood is gone from the windows of nine giant over in pleasant Ridge. Uh, they've got paper up now. And then they tweeted out pictures of look like the brew systems fired up talking about their point of sale stuff that they, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago tweeted out, you know, point of sale is, is, is like, wow, you know, another part of opening the brewery <laughs> that we weren't quite expecting f f to be so expensive, uh, and different things like that. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm fairly certain that they tweeted out and I hope I'm not saying something I'm not supposed to say, but I'm pretty sure they, they, they said something about a water test happening in the extremely near future. Um, so that's, that means I saw that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. They're, and they've got state up, licensing so. <laughs> coming up uh, very, very soon. And, and, yeah. and then again, municipal, very, very close as well. Absolutely. I need to, I need to actually stick my nose in there again and see what's happening because it's, that's gotta be getting real close. It's incredibly exciting. And, uh, we're going to try to be here to cover it all for you. Uh, we're going to take another short break. We'll talk about one last uh, little issue, uh, and then we'll wrap it up, uh, on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Back here uh, on Cincy Brewcast, uh, just, uh, about another five, 10 minutes to wrap it up here. Uh, and the last sort of, uh, issues topic that we had was, um, the sort of the uh, shakeup on Facebook, uh, I guess, middle of last week, 
um, Facebook, uh, everybody, of course, blaming Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'm sure he's, but, 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 uh, but I'm sure he's was just only slightly aware of it. Uh, but, um, uh, Facebook, I guess, uh, according to their terms of service, uh, cracked down on, they, they seem to crack down on tobacco and alcohol related groups, um, individual users, I guess, so forth and so on. Uh, and they especially seem to target Gnome, the um, ones where there was trading or selling activity that was taking place. Yeah, I, I've heard some people saying it's mostly focused on sales, but then other people say, oh, no, trading's in it too. So, I, 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 again, I have no idea what's actually happening. But well, the greater, everybody's freaking out. The Greater Cincinnati Craft Beer changing the name of their group. Yeah, the the Greater Cincinnati Craft Beer Society GCCBS uh, is what they've. I guess what 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 the 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 uh, moderators have changed the website to just the at uh, or the uh, Facebook page. Sorry, uh, at, or the Facebook group, I should say, uh, as as uh, as just the uh, letters for now. It's just the uh, capital letters of that. Uh, acronym i guess what it is um but um was a group i'm a member of the group you're a member of the group uh gnome uh uh and was a group that not only had craft beer questions i'm going to x city do you as anybody know what's going on there in the scene and you know where where should i go and what beer should i pick up but then there was actually trading i never really well i shouldn't i shouldn't say and maybe I shouldn't say anything. I saw trading and maybe a couple of other things too, but not nearly as much people seeking money except for right. except for just reimbursed for I spent twelve ninety nine on this bottle. I just want twelve ninety nine back. I didn't never really saw anybody trying to profit or anything like that from their you know, from their um, uh, from their trades or from their transactions, I should say, on the website, and it always seemed like it was it was one for one or two for one or whatever. I'll trade you uh, this, right. you know, Bourbon Bourbon County Stout for a uh, you know dead you know a barrel a dead flowers or something like that from Mad Tree. So, um, but one of the you know, like speaking speaking from from my experience, you know, I'm not I'm not a, a common beer trader, I guess, but you know, like. When Old Wooden Tooth was released at Taft, and I couldn't make it down there, you know, that's the first place that I went. That I went to reach out to people and said, "Hey, does anybody have an extra one that they want to give up? That you know, I'll, you know, make sure I'll make it worth it and whatever." But it's, it's, it does. It's, I, you know, I, I understand Facebook's. You know, it is kind of against the law, but um, it's good. You know, the internet is very good about making things happen. So it's just going to move somewhere else, I guess. It's almost. It's what, what are you supposed right, to do? Right. You know? And then, and then where I actually was first exposed to it is I'm, I'm, I'm a member of a couple of uh, cigar smokers groups as well. And they seem to want to crack down on, on a couple of those groups for other reasons that apparently some of the groups, uh, some of the cigar smoker groups dominated by men, obviously uh, doing a lot of, you know, uh, sexual photos, I guess, and pictures of, of, of women and, and, you know, nude pictures and so forth and so on, I suppose. And that was something I think also that, and I don't know that there's a lot of, I don't think there's very many craft beer sites that are interested in doing anything like that. Uh, but certainly, if there uh, are, please, please yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's what I said. I like, you know, I, 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 I'm a red-blooded American man. I like a, you know, I like a nice cheesecake photo. What I put, I think, what I put on the cigar group is I like a, I, I like a nice cheesecake photo of a, of a, of a good-looking young girl smoking a cigar, or firing a weapon, or both. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, but, uh, but. There's, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. I don't know that there's necessarily, uh, that's necessarily the right form for that kind of, uh, for that kind of activity. So, um, but anyway, um, just beware. Uh, I guess they're, they've got their eye out for, uh, for people that are trying to profit, I guess, from their, you know, from their relationships on whether it be, you know, liquor, beer, I guess I'm sure there's wine sites out there, wine group yeah. pages out there, and of course the tobacco groups, uh, especially related to cigar everybody smoking. Needs, everybody just needs to be aware that it is illegal to sell beer unless you have a distributor's license to do so. No matter what that means, it's illegal to sell it. You know, if you've got a friend coming over your house and they are kind of rooting for your sellers, oh man, you've got, you know, this x beer whatever this is uh can i buy this off you that's illegal you can, you cannot legally do that and so as soon as you move that onto the internet realm be it twitter or facebook or whatever you know those companies are going to um keep an eye on that and and not want to be involved in it so well i said just to keep that I, I said craft beer trading and, and, and sales like that was going to have to move to the dark web, I guess. <laughs> it, it will. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of true, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. There, there will be a way. Sharing. You know, everybody just share with everybody. What else, uh, what else we got? Anything else? Is there, a, is there anything going on this week that's, uh, that's, 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 uh, comes to mind? I'm going to be sort of out of town uh, for uh, Saturday at least. Uh, my son's graduating from college at Ohio University, so I will be spending some quality time at Jackie O's, I believe, uh, and um, I will look for something, and I will be bringing uh, – be, I will be returning with said uh, at some – you know, next week, so. Well, we definitely saw some really fun updates from, um, from Quaff Brothers, and I don't know – what their schedule is looking like for those, but we're definitely going to see some really fun stuff from them. They um, kind of threw some, some really crazy stuff out there. If you guys don't follow them on um, Facebook, you probably should do that really soon. Is it the Ma is Mash Cult? They're going to do something with Mash Cult, I believe, right? And and uh... Yes. Um, but but they, they probably, um, a couple weeks ago, they put out a whole schedule of every project they're currently working on. Some of them were a little vague, but they... Um, they had a full schedule of, of every place they're working and kind of what they're doing. So, um, yeah, definitely follow Quaff Brothers on Facebook. And of course, um, as far as other stuff this week, you know, go ahead, John. I'm, no, I was just going to say, Danny finger. Gold's a force of nature. He's he runs a beer program over at Party Source. He's he's the man behind Quaff Brothers. He's so he's he's. He, you know, and still finds time for other stuff in his life too, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but, um, but yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye out for stuff happening uh, with Quaff Brothers. Uh, they've got a lot of great stuff happening. I'm not seeing anything that's jumping out to me as a different event this week. Um, you know, the normal stuff around town. So you know what um, I, you know what I can highly good, good week to catch up on all that stuff you haven't tried yet. You know, you know what I can highly endorse. Um, uh, t uh, uh, 
two weeks ago or a week ago this past weekend uh the the, the wife and i uh, partook of the sort of happy hour at eight ball uh they had the uh, new hammock hefeweizen the wife is a huge hefe fan and we went over there she gives her seal of approval to the hammock um also tried the gringo a couple other things but if you have not gone, I mean, I really don't, it wasn't really that crowded. So I'm really sort of kind of giving away the, uh, kind of giving away the store here. But if you have not been to eight ball for the five pounds of bacon, oh God, bacon <laughs> nights, it really is. It, I mean, it's just, and you know, I didn't eat, I didn't sit there and just stand, you know, some people look at me and say, Hey, you probably <laughs> stood there and ate the whole fucking pile of bacon. Right. Well, I did not, but I had a few people. There, there's two things that I want. There's three things that I want to say about it. A, you think bacon and beer. Well, let me tell you bacon and beer. I mean, first of all, it's, it's just a pairing. It's a match made in heaven. I think, um, <laughs> You know, I was it not was aware of it. Yes, it was meant to be. Secondly, the bacon, I don't know where they get it. I don't know what brand it is or anything like that, but it's absolutely delicious. Probably some of the best bacon. I mean, you know, you can have, you know, you can, there, there's bacon that's not as good as other bacon. I mean, some would say, you know, what's, there's no, it's like sex. There's no such thing as bad bacon. Uh, and I would agree with that generally, but some is better than others. And perfectly cooked and just 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 really fantastic and i mean it is an impressive sight when they bring it out you know you know some people have never seen a million dollars before in cash and that's a pretty impressive sight when you bring it out and <laughs> and five pounds of bacon on a big platter is a is also a very impressive sight when they bring it out of there bring it bring it out and and like i said per, you know and and what i perfectly cooked in the sense that there's some that for like there's some for like the soft bacon lovers or some for the crispy bacon lovers i mean it's really it's really a cool thing and uh they have some great stuff they have they have some great stuff on over there right now i had to preach it was great the hammock is great uh the gringo i didn't drink a whole gringo but the gringo is um it is is again a real just like light fun delicious you know sort of a you know you can just see yourself spending a summer day drinking the stuff so yeah, I haven't tried either one of those, so um, I can't speak to them. But um, it, Eight Ball is such a fun place because even if one of their beers that they have on tap, they've got forty-two taps. Absolutely, I mean, like there's there is something for everyone there. They were doing they were doing a country they were doing a country boy event. Uh, we we uh, of course our friend uh, John Bent from Seligman Distributing handles uh, Country Boy in Northern Kentucky, and they were doing I think they had five Country Boy taps on. They had just I I stepped up to the bar. I ordered a zombie dust. We just ran out. <laughs> <laughs> so so i said give me a country boy uh cliff jumper um have you had the have you had the great sort of the grapefruit ipa sort of thing before no i mean have you i've, I've had grapefruit ipas i mean Certainly. i've had the, um, the grapefruit sculpin and then um i think magic hat had a electric peel um I mean, I've had a few different ones. If they're as good as that Cliff Jumper, then I've been missing out. Because the Cliff Jumper is a grapefruit IPA. And I mean to tell you that you can taste the peel. You can taste the juice. I mean, it is just... And, and yet, 
it never it, it it doesn't stand in the way of the beer flavor or the IPA flavor uh, that you're looking for out of a beer like that. Just it was really fantastic. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm I'm waiting for Madry to get that freaking blood orange psychopathy back out. That stuff was amazing, and I, I think that that one there um, their bracket thing that they put out. So supposedly they're making it again. Just real quick about next week's show. We've already got it planned, and I'm very excited because it's one of my favorite things. In the, the name of the show is going to be called Pills for What Ails You. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be um, sampling, doing our beer fridge with all Pilsner beers next week. I'm definitely uh, definitely going to get a hold of the Purity Pills, which is uh, was brewed in honor Bob, of the... does not agree with you right now. I'm sorry? Bocce does not agree with you right uh, now. Bocce can do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be Cincy Brewcast without dogs. Um, That's right. Without barking fucking dogs. Um, so we're going to do uh, a little bit of our show is going to be on the whole Pilsner thing. We're going to try Pilsners. Again, in the group, some controversy, some some... Apparently, there's been some some folks that have been dismissive of the purity pills, and there's a lot of people just involved in craft beer that are dismissive of pilsners at all you know so but it's one of my favorites and it's my fucking show so we're gonna have a show that's gonna be about pilsners (laughs) again when i was down at braxton the other day they had some of their pilsner which the name is slipping me right now i don't know if you remember it there their czech pilsner but it they had that on tap again and i mean well that'll be part of it Cause we're I'm gonna get I that when you can go wrong. Yeah, um, uh, that'll be part of it. And we don't know whether we're just gonna try them and give our impressions, or if we want to do like a kind of a kind of a taste test and kind of rank them as whichever ones we like, or or what sort of that. But we're gonna do. We're just gonna have fun with it. It's getting to be summer. You know, Pilsner's obviously one of the bigger summer beers. People people want to want to try and have something like crisp and clean and that can be drank pretty cold. And then. Next week is also the anniversary of maybe one of our more popular shows that we did in 2015, or at least in volume one, if you will. And that was the craft draft where we sat and uh, Tina, uh, Noam and I went through uh, and picked, I guess, what would be considered to be our top eight <laughs> beers uh, in our mythical 24 tap, um, 24 tap handle uh craft beer tap room and and so what we're going to do is we're and again we're that's still we're still somewhat going back and forth about what our approach is going to be uh but we'll definitely revisit the list we'll talk about them and maybe we'll go through and either pick another 10 or a different 10 or maybe we'll go through and try to mix and match and figure out uh what we would what we would take out from our previous list what we would put in uh you know uh best best athlete available all that sort of thing uh uh so we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a real good show i think next week and uh, we look forward to bringing that to you no well it's it's really neat to think about just in the last year since we did that show how many new beers have come out here in cincinnati and i think um you know last year we included some regional stuff and maybe even some national stuff and i you know more and more and especially looking back on it I think you can put easily put together 
this draft of just local beer. Like there is such good beer being made in Cincinnati, and it's it you know it blows my socks off every time I think about it. Well, you know, it, and I discussed this uh, with John Bent when I saw him at the Eight Ball a couple of weeks ago. You can't make everything. There's so many beer events around this town that you can't make them all. And you also, it's very difficult to try them all. I think Gnome does his best to try them all. I just don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I don't have that time either. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, uh, 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 you know, uh, it was a good show. I'm, I'm glad we put it together. Uh, it was just the two of us this time around, kind of an old traditional show. We missed Tina, of course, as we said uh, Tina Cisneros had a uh, emerg- uh, home at home emergency, I guess you can say, uh, and uh, so she wasn't unable to join us this week. But she will definitely be back next week. We're going to make her come back next week. This two shows in a row without her—that's that's no right. good. Uh, so we're calling her out uh, this week. Um, uh, CincyBrewcast.com. We, we're we're gonna we're still gonna get on the cusp of trying to get. Uh, more content and more stuff added to that so we're going to work on that but meanwhile you can always visit show notes and really no i I mean i think you've kind of you're (laughs) you know how they they do the analogy that if you're in a crowded elevator and the elevator starts to fall and you jump up you'll you know you'll be head you'll at least be heads above everybody else (laughs) when they're crushed when the fucking (laughs) elevator hits the ground right and i think that's what you've done in the cincinnati craft beer blog sort of everybody well, blog community I I sort of sort of well sort of everybody has fallen off ever heard that <laughs> somebody has somebody has, everybody you know different people have fallen off some have sold out i mean gotten jobs with other breweries uh with breweries and some have have changed their attitude or changed their name or changed this or changed that but, but i'm heads above on the plummeting elevator well <laughs> i don't know at least your head's above. But no, you. what I'm trying to say is, I think, my opinion is, you're the last man standing. And 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 uh, and, and someone that, that's been on top of it pretty much from the beginning. You've been on so many of these stories right from the start. Uh, and so definitely check out uh, NaughtyGnome.com. And what do you have on there? You got anything on there this week that uh, people should check out for sure? I just posted a couple little fun things this weekend. I posted um, a there was an article on all about beer this last week about um, when beer started tweeting. So I went through and pulled some of the first tweets from our local breweries just to see what they were tweeting about when they first started tweeting, and that was kind of fun. Um, there's working on getting caught up on some of the new beers that are out and some of the new packaging, getting some pictures of that and stuff. It's um, it. It's a lot of work keeping up with everything, but there's some there's some really fun news stories that unfortunately I can't talk about because as soon as a brewery knows you're writing about it, they jump on you to not write about it yet. So there's some really fun stuff on the horizon. Right. Okay. <laughs> some new so, beers. So I will say this: some collaborations with cool. um, other breweries that are that, that are coming that are that are fun. Um, got some good hints about some Cincy Beer Week stuff that. Um, I'm dying to write about. Somewhere. Excellent. Okay. And of course, as soon as the gnome writes about it on uh, the naughty it'll also be uh, f- grist for the mill, if you will, here on Cincy Brewcast. So listen, we'd like to thank everybody for uh, joining us this afternoon. Uh, 
Gnarly Gnome from the gnarlygnome.com. Absolutely. You had a mouthful of beer. Sorry about that. I did. <laughs> and and uh, my name is Mike Cisneros. We'd like to thank you once again for listening and watching the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. Mm-hmm.